Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> It may be the nighttime, but the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well, we're waiting from the Kia Studios. It's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios with you on this Tuesday evening with you for the full four. We're asking you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much. You want to listen in, though. Put the Odyssey app on one of your devices Today, take the smartphone, take your Alexa speakers, take your tablet, take your DVD player, your tape deck, your turntable, whatever your device is, just download it on something to be able to catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to keep up with the show is through our personal Twitter pages. I am at JMCH316. That is your water cooler talking points three to six months in advance of anybody else. On the other side of the glass, producing the show, as always, Day-Day is in the house at the D. Lewis for real. Well, a whole bunch to get into with you here this evening. Let's start with Braves as they get ready to take on the – I call them the California Angels. I'm sorry. But, again, Gene Autry was the owner, uh, the singing cowboy. Um, I call them the California Angels. I remember Frank Tanana and Don Baylor and Doug DeSensei and Bobby Gritch and – Rod Carew playing first. That I remember the California Angels. I don't know what they are now. They're, they're the they're the Anaheim of Walt Disney, El Segundo. What what are they? The Rancho Cucamonga Angels? Is that what that is? They're the <laughs> they're the El Segundo Angels. I call them the California Angels. That's what they will always be. It's like I call them the Indians. They're the California Angels. Now I'm with you on that. Um, 
I remember when they actually used to share the stadium with uh, the Rams. I actually went to a few Angels games when they used to play the Oakland A's back then because I don't know if you remember Dwayne Murphy who played for the A's. Yeah, he was a gold glove center fielder. Yeah. He was actually a terrific – he was in that outfield that had Dwayne Murphy and Ricky Henderson yeah, in left exactly. field and Tony Armas in right. Yeah, so he he was the brother-in-law of one of my father's best friends. Oh, so okay. whenever they would come down to play the Angels um, – you know, in Southern California, we would go to some of the games. So I remember, to your point, I've always called them the California Angels. Yeah, Dwayne uh, Dwayne Murphy was a heck of a defensive player. Him and Ricky Henderson were a really good defensive yeah. outfield in that left and center. Tony Armas, not so much, but but again, uh, he had a lot of power. Um, and uh, look, uh, it, it's it's a, a lot of times the Indians day they would start on the West Coast because, again, it would be miserable in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So they would start a lot of times in Oakland or California. They would start against those American League teams out on the West Coast just because they were they, they always trained in Arizona. Right. And so rather than come back to, you know, late March, early April in Ohio where it's about four degrees and snowing, they would stay on the West Coast and start their year in California. So a lot of times they did play the Angels starting out the, the, the baseball um, season. So they're the California Angels. Uh, and they got the better of the Braves last night, 4-1. to one. Offense was anemic for the Braves. They just could not get anything going. And um, now Spencer Strider gets the ball tonight. And look, he needs a good start. So his last three outings, by the way, he has not won a game since July 8th. His last three outings, he's had 18 in the third innings pitched with 11 earned runs. And, and this has been the bugaboo coming this year, he's given up five homers in his last three starts, including two in his last two starts. Five homers in his last three starts. He's given up 18 homers in 123 innings this year. He gave up seven in 131 last year. So, again, whereas Charlie Morton was all the you know, giving up all the home runs last year, Strider's been giving up home run balls this year. He's had a whole handful of games where he's given up multiple home runs in a game. Can't can't let that, you know, continue. And again, especially with a guy like Otani, you know, now again, they're missing, you know, um, what's his name? Um, Mike Trout. Uh, Anthony Rendon is also not uh, in, right? I mean, I think he's, he's out uh, as well. But you got to control that offense. And uh, last night was a tale of all home runs. The Braves' only run came off a homer. The Three of the four Angel runs came off of home runs. Can't allow the Angels to do that. And Strider's got to keep the ball in the ball. He's striking out the world. His last four starts, 44 strikeouts in his last four starts. 44 strikeouts in 24 and two-thirds innings over his last four starts. So he's, you know, strikeouts are there. But he's given up too many runs, too many home runs, and starting to give up too many hits as well. So, again, we'll see what Strider's got tonight. He needs a good start. Braves need to try to get a win um, in this series as, you know, the Angels were kind of fading a little bit here. But, you know, a win last night, and they still think that they're probably in the uh, in the hunt for uh, a playoff spot. So, right now, as things stand, the Braves are 11 games up on the Philadelphia Phillies. The uh, Braves are 11 and a half up against the Fishnets, and the Mutts are 17 and a half games back. So, oh, by the way, 
Did you see the mutts traded Justin Verlander today? So he officially goes back to Houston. Last time the Astros picked up Verlander at the trade deadline, what'd they do, Day-Day? Went to the World, won the World Series? Yeah, they won the World Series. Yep. So um, here's the great thing. We'll talk about this more in What's Bugging Chuckery. The Mets are going to pay $54 million of Verlander's contract to the Astros, who basically they gave up good prospects, but still $54 million to the Astros. <laughs> let's let's all sing together. Let's let's sing together. Yeah, let's do it. You know what? F the Mets. F the Mets. Step right up and F the Mets. Bring your kitties, bring the wife. They're going to suck for the rest of your life. I love that. What a joke. What what a disaster of an organization that muck, mire, mutts, scuzzbag, dirtbag, fleabag organization. What a bunch of bozos. They deserve everything they get. Everything. Everything they get. No wonder it's called Flushing Meadows. Because all they do is crap in the toilet and all it does is backlog on them and just percolate it up. What a disaster of an organization. It couldn't happen to a better franchise than the Mutts. Maybe the Red Sox, but other than that, couldn't happen to a better franchise than the Mutts. What a crap show for them. All that money and literally nothing, nothing, not even a not even a third-place finish in their division. And they're lucky that the Nationals are so god-awful or they'd be the last-place team in their division after they spent the, mo- was it the most guaranteed money in, in an offseason in baseball history. Steve Cohen's not going to have any hair. Oh, wait, he doesn't have any hair. Okay. Anyway. Um, can, can we listen? Let's do it one more time. Let's just get again. You know, we got to sing it here. F the Mets, F the Mets, step right up and F the Mets. Bring your kitties, bring your wife. They're gonna suck for the rest of your life. Okay, we got that out of our system. So, did I ever tell you that I hate the Mets? I hate, oh, yeah, I hate the Mets. <laughs> yes. I hate the Mets. I hate the Red Sox, and I hate the Mets. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll talk to Steve Weish coming up at the 740, our friend of the show. We'll, uh, he's been up in Cleveland and Cincinnati over the last few days here, so we'll talk about that with him uh, also, too. We'll get some Falcons talk uh, in. Um, I wonder if he's going to be on the broadcast for the preseason games this year. You know, he's been – on the preseason games the last couple of years mm-hmm. on, what is it, the CW, or what do they call that now? Yeah, it's still CW? called CW. CW, okay, yeah, I think the, the preseason games have been on the CW, and I, they've had some they've had some Ham and Egger uh, doing the play-by-play, and then I think it's Coy Wire and Steve Weish have been on the broadcast over the last couple few years, so I wonder if he's going to do that uh, again this year. So we'll talk to him coming up at the 740. Our uh, friend of the show, Ed, caught up to her, uh, caught up with her in a long time. Uh, Jillian Sakovitz will join us. So she's now blown up, and now she's all over Apple TV as far as MLS coverage goes. So 
We'll talk to her about some, you know, Lionel Messi and MLS and uh, obviously plenty of Atlanta United. So that's coming up at uh, 820. Uh, Braves did make a move today. So, again, is this super sexy or things like that? No. Brad Hand, 3-1 and one with the Rockies, 4-5-4 ERA, 35 and two-thirds innings pitched, 35 hits. Um, he's also given up only four home runs. Here's the big thing, though. Here's the two things about this move, okay? Lefties are hitting 143 against him with a 392 OPS. So lefties have done nothing against him. And he's got 41 strikeouts in 35 and two-thirds innings. That's 10.3 strikeouts per nine. So he gets plenty of outs without contact, and lefties can't hit him worth a crap. It's all I need. It's all I need. That's it. He doesn't give up the long ball, strikes a ton of guys out, lefties don't hit him. Thank you. Thank you. No problem there. Again, another guy, and especially from the left-handed side, right? Minter's had his struggles this year. This is a guy who's been getting lefties out routinely this year. And look, he's been an all-star. He's, he's, he led the league in saves in 2020 for the Indians. Um, he's had 30-plus saves a couple of different times uh, for both the, uh, the uh, Indians and I think for the, uh, well, the Indians and Padres where he combined, where he came over in a trade, I believe, to the, um, uh, to the, uh, from the Padres to the Indians. So uh, when they were trying to make that run to, to the World Series, uh, he came over. But um, he's been an effective pitcher. But, again, outs without contact, lefties aren't hitting him. It's all I need. Now, interesting, they didn't get a starter. They didn't, they didn't go out and get themselves a starter. So we'll see what happens. All right, uh, here's what we got going on. 404-726-0929, okay? 404-726-0929. That is our phone line. You know how I always ask you a question. Which unit, and I'll ask Dave this, and we'll get your thoughts and your calls, which unit will be better in 2023, the defensive line or the secondary for the Atlanta Falcons? Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports Radio, 929 The Game, Odyssey.com app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now, see, there you go. See, again, now we're mixing it up. Now we get some beat to it. Instead of the I had to go home and pull out my external hard drive because, you know, in my former life, I, ha- I have a lot of music. Yeah, so I'm just yeah. going to have to bring it all in yeah. here. And- Can we get some Jamiroquai? Uh, I do have some Jamiroquai. Okay, yeah, good. let me. I, I don't have that on no, this no, 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 stuff, no, 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 but I no, got no, you I'm, covered. I'm good. I'm, we, we, yeah, again, yeah, I got a, you. It's a work in progress. It's yeah, a work yeah. in progress. So again, get some Jamiroquai uh, for some bumper <laughs> I got music you. too. So anyway, Chuck Rebecca. Oh God. Ugh, uh, I was just thinking about some of these these bad bumper music that we had. So anyway, uh, Chuck Green, the Key Studios on Sports Radio Net on the Game four zero four seven two six zero nine two nine. That is our phone line, and it's our Solomon Brothers. Diamond text line asking you the question, which unit do you think will be better this year? The defensive line for the Falcons or the secondary for the Atlanta Falcons? You know, I think that the secondary is going to be the unit for a couple of reasons. One is I think it was the most improved unit um, on this group this year. A lot of talent. If Okuda, Terrell, Jesse Bates, these guys can live up to their billing, and then you continue progress with the Richie Grants, Clark Phillips, Jalen Hawkins. If we can get those young guys to grow and develop as well, now we got something special. And I'll always go back to, I think, what the X factor is, and that is the Jerry Gray effect. Jerry Gray coaching this, you know, being a part of the coaching of these defensive backs. If you read the things that Jair Alexander said, and and he's talked about Jerry Gray specifically, and we've even played some clips where we've heard guys talk about Jerry Gray. I think that was their low-key best move of this entire offseason. Not drafting Bijan, not not signing this guy or that guy or whatever. It's bringing Jerry Gray in, who's a stud of a defensive coach. So I think that the secondary is going to be the unit that really shines for the Falcons. And I went back through Day-Day, and I was looking at where the Falcons ranked in pro football focuses, top secondaries, and they were 23rd. And I think that there's a chance where they could be a top 10-12 secondary in the NFL. No reason why they can't with the talent that they've got available to them. Now, what do you think? Defensive line or secondary? Um. You know, I I love what they've done with the defensive line, and I've shared that many times, but I do think the secondary um, is going to be – I think they will be better in the sense of um, 
they're going to be able to allow things to happen up front. Mm-hmm. I think the talent that's back there with Bates and and uh, Okuda and, of course, AJ and all those guys, I just think they're going to be able – to me, this seems like the most balanced secondary they've had in a very long time. Yeah, and, and there's uh, – again, there's a lot of star power back there. Yeah. there there's a lot of star power back there. Um, again, guys have to play up to their potential, and I'm not saying that, you know, again, it's just automatically they're going to be – but if they play up to their potential, then this will be a, a, a really good group. So 404-726-0929, your thoughts. What unit will be better, the secondary or the defensive line? Let's go out to Vincent out in Riverdale. What's going on, Vincent? Hey, how you doing, Tucker? Good, buddy. Uh, man, that's a tough question from a, a fan standpoint since we haven't seen it in so long. I want to go with the defensive, defensive mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. I know we want to see a lot of sacks. Uh, we haven't seen it in so long, man. We just don't know what it feels like. But from a business standpoint, from a GM uh, standpoint, I'm, I'm going to go with the secondary. This is where I spend the most of my money at uh, this offseason. is where I had the most uh, activity going on. Um, they was pretty good last year. They got They're getting better and better every year, so I, I expect them to take another step. Uh, especially with the addition of Jesse Bates um, and Jeff Okuda. I just really want to finally have a secondary where we get a lot of turnovers, interceptions, and and things of that nature. We don't have to be the top defense. Even when we went to the Super Bowl, we wasn't. But we made a lot of good plays, and let's just make it exciting. Thank you for taking my call. Appreciate it. And, look, I I don't disagree. Um, There is – it's not just the guys that we've just named off here. Again, Mike Hughes, you know, Clark Phillips. I mean, there are guys that can have impacts in the secondary all the way around. And as D-Led likes to say, you can't have too many guys that, you know, are in your secondary. Well, or you can't have too many cornerbacks. Well, you know, I'll say, I'll say the same thing about defensive guys. I mean, you can't have too many guys that sack the quarterback. That's been one of our staples of this show. But I think the upside – for potential is greater in the secondary than what it even is as far as the defensive line goes. And look, if if an Arnold Ebicady can't make that step up, I where the next guy comes from. As far as that fire breather coming off the edge and getting after the quarterback. Like I don't know who that guy is. You can tell me D'Angelo Malone, but I will tell you that, you know, I've I've heard some things that, you know, again, lighter player, maybe, you know, not not able to, you know, do some of the things, put his hand in the dirt and get after quarterbacks and things like that. But um and Carter, you know, eh, I don't think that he's a fire breather coming, you know, off Caden Ellis. Again, a lot of ifs and buts and maybes and this, that, and the other. So, you know, it's it's a situation where I think the secondary you know, if A.J. Terrell, let's say he doesn't be become an all-pro kind of guy. Well, again, if if he's still pretty good and Jeff Okuda is pretty good and Bates is pretty good, you know, now we got something. You know, I, I, I think that there are more guys that don't have to have first-team all-pro seasons for the secondary to be really good. I think unless a guy like Eva Cady amps up the sack game, I don't know. I don't know how good we will be. 
I, I don't I don't know where that guy comes from that can get me ten sacks. You know, if you think Grady is six to eight sacks, okay. If you think Onyemata is five to six sacks, that's really good. You know, I'll take all that. But if I can't find that fire breather coming off the edge, then I'm a little bit scared. And, and I will say that you know I think pass rush is still the thing that concerns me the most. I, I think that it's the place that when I look and say, okay. Are we a given in the pass rush? I don't think it's that way. I don't think it's that way for for this squad. I don't I don't think that this team is is you know got a given up front just yet. Whereas I think that there's more opportunity in the back end of this defense with Terrell, with Jeff Okuda, with Jesse Bates. I think there's some more knowns in that group. Uh, let's grab Henry out now, Ferretta. What's going on, Henry? Hello, Mr. Shuckery. I'm a first time caller, long time listener. Uh, I think the secondary for our defense is going to be the best this year over the O-line and D-line because A.J. Terrell is the uh, defensive back. I think he's going to do really uh, good this year. Our, def- our defensive linemen, they are good, but we need to we have room to improve. So overall, I just think the, the secondary is going to do good this year because of A.J. Terrell. Well, thank you for the call, Henry. And um, I agree with you. I, I definitely think that A.J. Terrell is going to have a bounce-back year. I think that he, you know, look, he did regress some last year. He did regress. And for whatever reason, I mean, injuries did play a part in it, but he definitely did regress last year. He wasn't the same player that we saw from a couple of years ago where he was really one of the best shutdown corners in the league. He was the second highest graded corner in the league behind Jalen Ramsey. He was a shutdown guy. Teams could not complete passes against A.J. Terrell a couple of years ago. Teams had a much better time of it this past season. And I don't know I don't know exactly why the reason for that is, if teams figured something out against him, but I think he'll have a better year. Now, if he doesn't, again, you know, he's staring down the gun barrel of a massive contract. He's looking at trying to become a $20 million a year player on the defense. If he doesn't play as well, then we have to start questioning some things about, okay, where where are we? But I think A.J. Terrell is going to be fine. I, I like A.J. Terrell a lot. I think he's a really good player. I think last year was kind of an aberration um, where it was a little bit of a step back. But I think he gets it back on track this year. And I think he gets back to being that second-team all-pro that we saw out of him a couple of years ago. And, again, if Akuda can just – if he can stay healthy and contribute, I, 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 here's what I want from Jeff Okuda. I want him to make it hard for the Falcons not to really want to re-sign him. Like, I really want the Falcons to want to re-sign Jeff Okuda, no matter what the deal becomes. You know, obviously, if he has a really good year, he's going to go in the open marketplace and find himself a wealthy home. I hope that's in Atlanta, and I hope he does step up. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't want him just for the sake of wanting him. I want him to play well, and I want him to step up. So, again, when we talk about the secondary, I do think that there are some more knowns, and I do think that there is room for guys to, again, I I think that we have more potential all-pro players in our secondary than what we do in the front part of our defense. All right, when we get back, we're going to talk to Steve Weish, get his thoughts, NFL Network analyst, 
Chuck Green, the Key Studios, Sports Radio and 92 on the game, Odyssey.com app. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game, back at a Chuckery Show, hanging out in the Key Studios on this Tuesday night with you. 404-726-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond Text Line. Well, fall camp's uh, here and uh, rolling right along. NFL training camp. Uh, Falcons obviously getting some things done. And NFL Network has got you covered from coast to coast. Let's head out to the WadeFord.com hotline. Let's Ford dealer. Let's talk to one of the men in the know, chief national reporter for NFL Network, our buddy Steve Weish, joining us here. You can follow him on his personal Twitter page, at Weish89. Steve, as always, buddy, appreciate a few minutes uh, on the show tonight. No, I appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to it. You know, is it a Twitter page anymore or is it an X page? Because that doesn't sound right. Oh, does. yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, we're not We're not getting into that X thing. I'm I'm still burning Thank it you. up. Yeah, so. <laughs> hey, hey, Steve, I, you know, I've never really asked you this, but um, you, you were part of a really good group of beat writers for the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, Chris Mortensen, yourself, Len Pascarelli, Vaughn, D-Led, like, you know, for all the, you know, lack of success that the Falcons franchise had for so long, that was a really good group over the years. I mean, you were part of a pretty good club of guys that covered this Atlanta Falcons team. Yeah, don't forget Matt Winklejohn, yeah. uh, who did a hell of a job as well. Look, it's, you know, it was, it was an opportunity. And even though, um, you know, teams may not have success, it's our job to report the news. It's our job to tell great stories. And as somebody who covered a 19-win NBA team in Washington, um, and you know, and a lot of you know teams that didn't win, sometimes that's where the best stories are told, right? Because the readers, or the viewers, or whatever, they may not care about the end result anymore because it's not positive, but they may start caring about the people and, and things behind it, or or why things aren't working. So you get to really tell stories a little bit differently than if this team was, like, in first place, whatever, and, and everyone's kind of riding that wave of momentum trying to win a championship. Steve, you've been uh, spending some time up in my neck of the woods. I was uh, born and raised in Canton, Ohio, and uh, right. I know you've been uh, in Cincinnati and Cleveland. Let me ask you first about the Bengals before we get into some Falcons talk. But, boy, they dodged the ultimate bullet uh, with Joe Burrow, and that could have gone a lot worse, and it certainly looked a lot worse when it first happened. How much are they crossing their fingers up there that, hey, we dodged something out there? Because 
their season would have been over. I mean, say what you will, but their season would have been over if Joe Burrow's not the trigger man. Over, over. I mean, just because look at the rest of the AFC, especially even their division. And plus, he's just, I mean, other than Patrick Mahomes, he's that guy. Yeah. And, you know, he's got that Mamba mentality, so to speak, where two minutes left in the game, he's coming for the throat. And so, yeah, I mean, they feel, I won't say they feel like they dodged a bullet. They feel, the, when I was there, the Azzy was like, okay, yeah, he's going to be back in a couple weeks. The interesting thing is, will Joe Burrow step on the field before he gets that contract extension? Mm. You know, that's, that's going to be interesting. I don't know if he'll, he'll necessarily play hardball and say, hey, I'm not going to play unless I get it. But at the same time, the Bengals, you know, Duke Tobin and the people in the front office might be like, okay, let's go ahead and get this done. There's no reason not to. So that's, you know, but again, in terms of how they, they, they feel about things, it's was he's going to be back maybe by the season opener and we're going to be just fine. Cause I tell you what, that roster is loaded. It is loaded, but it might be loaded for just one more year. Cause once they pay Joe Burrow, that wide receiver trio is probably going to break up and they're probably going to start losing some more key players. Yeah, I was I was thinking, Steve, that when um, if, if you're if you were at training camp around the Bengals facility at all, look and see if there's a dumpster full of cash because that's what it's going to take to, uh, to to pay Joe Burrow. I mean, it's it, it's going to be it's, oh, yeah, it's going to be mega sized. Well, him and then Jamar Chase. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. They've got they've got they've got two scoops of two scoops of money they got to dish out. So that you know, that's an interesting about draft thing about drafting. Well, you want to keep your guys when they play two premium positions. It's going to hurt you in some other spots. Let me uh, ask you about the Browns. Um, you know, they felt like a couple of years ago that whether ownership or coaches or general managers, you know, they looked at themselves and thought they had a Super Bowl ready roster with Chubb and Garrett and a lot of guys on their offensive line, and they were a quarterback away. Bring Deshaun Watson in. I mean, obviously. Things were kind of sideways last year and things like that. But how much pressure is there on Watson now that, look, there's still a lot of talent on that team. They've got to figure some things out, and they've got to start winning. I mean, or their coach is not going to be – look, I, I I have my issues with Stefanski about, about some of his decision-making. But, again, they need to start winning because that roster is too good to be just kind of in the muck and mire of the AFC. I, I agree. I was there today, and, man – that that roster is really, really good. And then you add Jim Schwartz coming in as defensive coordinator. Yeah. That defense is going to be a lot better. I mean, his defenses tend to really be high takeaway teams, which is what they need. Um, I mean, you add Darius Smith along opposite of Miles Garrett on, on the edges. I mean, they're, they're just stacked. But, no, Deshaun Watson is under pressure, right? This team mortgaged its soul to get him in a lot of different ways. And, you know, last year, you have to say he came in under circumstances that he brought on himself. Um, a whole lot of things were going on. And people I talked to today said he's not dealing with any of that, right? He is dealing with just playing football. So he's got to come in and win because his division is loaded with quarterbacks. The AFC is loaded with quarterbacks. And I'm telling you, man, they've got some players. That rookie wide receiver, Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee, looks like a stud. Getting Elijah Moore in the slot from the Jets looks like a stud to go with Amari Cooper. Of course, Nick Chubb. They, I mean, they, they've just got players all across the board, and he is the ultimate X factor to me in the NFL. If he plays well, Cleveland could be one of these teams that could end up making a lot of trouble for a lot of teams, not just in the AFC, but in the NFL. Chief National Reporter for NFL Network, Steve Weiss, joining me here on the Wade Ford 
Com hotline. All right, let's talk about some Atlanta Falcons. By the way, are you going to do the preseason again this I'm year? Not, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. They, uh, you know, they they told me thanks, uh, but they're kind of going <laughs> in different directions. No, but I mean, I, I just really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. So I got nothing but love for that organization for giving me a chance. Um, let's talk about this team. You know, one of the things that's been preached a lot about Arthur Smith is just positionless football. And we've heard that term, term a lot with the B. John Robinsons and Tyler Algiers and John U. Smith and Kyle Pitts and everything like that. How difficult is this offense going to be to defend? Because, again, they can do so many different things with their personnel, and especially as they get down deep. They've got a lot of ways that they can line up and look at teams. How difficult of a matchup are they going to be for teams to try to stop? Well, I mean, ideologically, it's going to be a pain. Because here's the thing. You know what they're going to do, right? They're going to run the football. But, you know, they're just not going to line up and, and smash it on you. They've got, like you talked about, the varied types of skilled players with B. John Robinson, with Tyler Algier, with Cordero Patterson. They've got massive wide receivers. And i tell you this, I, I talked about it when they did it. I'm glad that people are starting to recognize Mac Hollins. Right, he is a huge target, incredibly physical. He can make the big play. If you watch what he did with the Raiders, he's good near the end zone. When you saw what he did with the Dolphins, and he's an excellent special teams player, and he's a monster blocking against the run. So they've got so many different packages that they can align with. You can go three by wide and put, you know, Pitts, London, and Mac Hollins on one side, and then you come back with Johnu Smith as a weak side guy or, or somebody else. You know, B. John Robinson. There are so many different looks they can give teams to stretch the defense, and then just basically run a simple power run play up the middle with Algier, where they spread everybody out that he's going to gain 15 to 20 yards, and they can give you that look. 20 different times and run 20 different plays out of it. You know, Steve, um, one of the things you were dead on about was the fact that Tyler Algier would be an impactful player. And I I remember watching you and, and, you know, hearing you talk about Tyler Algier and how much he was going to impact this football team. You know, I feel like with Algier, with Bijan, it really doesn't matter who's RB1. Like, I, I, I don't really think about you know, that, okay, this guy's got to be this lead back or how are they going to split care? Like, they're going to have plenty of opportunity to run the football with both of those guys and catch the football with both of those guys. Like, I don't really look at the importance of RB1 on a team like this because they're going to do so many different things with both of those running backs. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, you know, you think about a team like the Browns, who I was up here covering, like Nick Chubb is RB1, right? He is right. just that dude. But with the Falcons... And, again, I'm going to hearken back to some things you used to see with the Saints and the Packers and some teams. If they get a first-half lead, right, a lot of times they'll go with all those different fleet packages and things like that that we just kind of talked about. The second half, you're just hitting screen plays, you're powering the ball, you're, you're crushing the clock and just beating the hell out of teams almost into submission by the fourth quarter, a lot like what the Titans would do. They would get a, maybe even a 17-13 to 13 lead, and then they're just loading up on you in the second half and beating you to where they're going to get another second-half touchdown and a field goal to win games, you know, 27-14, to 14, just because your, your defense at some point has got to cry mercy. And, and, I, and I just, again, you know ideologically what the Falcons want to do, but they just – it doesn't matter. Again, one game it might be Tyler Algier. One game it might be Cordero Patterson. Um, you just don't know 
because they've got that many types of bodies, which is why the offensive line, you know, and a quarterback, it, it really the success of this team all comes down to those two position groups. Chief National Reporter for NFL Network, Steve Weiss, joining me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Flip over to the defensive side. You know, last time you and I talked, I said that I thought the low-key best move that this team made in the offseason was bringing Jerry Gray in. And we're already hearing guys talking about how, whether it's Richie Grant, Jalen Hawkins, Jesse Bates, guys are already talking about the influence that Jerry Gray has had on them. Look, this could be a really not just talented, but I think that this could be a special group in the secondary with Okuda, Terrell, Bates. Like, this has a chance to be something really special. Harkening back to maybe some of those old Falcon secondaries, you know, where Dion and Scott Case and some of those guys, this could be a really special group for this team. Wow, look at you bringing up the Dion's and the Ray oh, Buchanan's yeah. of the day. There oh, you go. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, listen, I remember that. Listen, Tim McKayer, Deion Sanders, <laughs> Scott Case, and Brian Jordan. That was my guys, man. That was right. my guys. <laughs> right, but, but I mean, it, it's look, there's a lot of wisdom in that. Like Jesse Bates, I mean, here's just someone who just covers a lot of territory. You know, A.J. Terrell. He can cover off one side of the field. Akuda, we still need to see it, right? But as we talked about last time as well, you can have the five best DBs in the NFL. If you're not getting pressure on the quarterback, yeah. they can't cover. They can't cover these studs, you know, for very long. So, you know, that's that's still the most impactful part of it, you know. And so we'll see what Ryan Nielsen can do because, I mean, one thing Falcons fans should know is that Saints defensive front they found ways to generate pressure. And so if you're one of these outside linebackers slash defensive ends in this defense, you should love this because you look at some of the the edge players that came through Ryan Nielsen, and he coached some of those guys up. Because inside, they're going to be fine with Onyemata, Clayus Campbell, and Brady Jarrett. You know, they're going to they're gonna stir things up. So, you know, again, they, whether they're going to manufacture pressure, some guys can find out ways to win individually, that's really going to be the key to how things work. Well, and, you know, Steve, I mean, again, and I bring this up all the time. I mean, it's, you know, can Ebicady be that fire breather? You were just up in Cincinnati. Well, you know, Hendricks, I mean, you know, he's he's a fire breather coming off the edge. Miles Garrett's yeah, the is. ultimate uh, fire breather coming off the edge. I mean, those those are the guys that you have to have. And I wonder if an Arnold Ebicady can be that kind of player. Can he be a fire breather that comes off the edge for this team? We'll find out. I mean, you know, look, all those guys have somebody on the other side as well. I mean, Trey Hendrickson's got Sam Hubbard. You know, Miles Garrett. Now he's got Zedaria Smith. So, you know, a lot of times you've got somebody who can steer traffic, you know, into a collision. And so they've got to find other ways to, you know, not, not give escape routes to the quarterbacks. But, yeah, I think Abe Katie, I mean, I'm a big fan of his. He's a heavy-handed guy. He, he showed flashes last year. I think there's there's some expectation of him this year, and you know we'll see. Again, playing under Ryan Nielsen, he should thrive a little bit just based on some of the success he's had coaching edge players, and he's got the talent. Now, if he can just pull everything together with what they're doing overall on the defensive front, you know he could be that guy. Steve Wise, he's the chief national reporter for NFL Network. You can find him on his. Personal, what is it? Twitter, uh, Twitter page, MySpace page. I don't know what it is nowadays. Uh, at Weish, uh, right? <laughs> at Weish eighty nine, and he joined me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Steve, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks for a few minutes uh, on the show tonight, and uh, we obviously will talk again soon. 
Loved it. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Uh, when we get back from the top of the hour, it will be time from the Falcons flyover. Uh, we'll hear from Matt Bergeron, Kadero Hodge, what they had to say, and uh, a couple other stories that, that I want to get into as well. Arthur Blank did speak today, too. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92 on the game, Odyssey.com app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.